Hi, folks. Uh, this week, our interview will talk about the COVID pandemic and breakups. I, I realize that isn't like a huge trigger warning thing, but it's there just in case. Just in case. Uh, the other thing to note is we have animals. There is the world's cutest kitten looking to get into trouble. I saw. Uh, Hound is naked again. Where is Hound? Uh, uh, right outside. Okay. She keeps taking her collar off, so it's time to invest in a different collar again. No, the Martingale collar works great. It's just that I think we need to tighten it because she's... Yeah. She has a very thick neck and a very small head because Hound is very sweet, but maybe not... Not maybe a lot not, of brain no. pan up no. there. It's all sinuses. Yeah. So animal interruptions happen. And the final thing is that we have this really consistent habit of swearing, sometimes a lot, sometimes not much at all. So, you know, you're, you're going in warned. And for those of you who are... Oh, for God's sake. Uh, for those of you who are wondering why I didn't mention the chickens, the chickens are all asleep and they should not be causing noises. Unless the dogs wake them up. Which point I'm going to be mad at the dog, because Becky was like, in her nest box with her head tucked under her wing, all incredibly cute sleeping earlier. And that's just, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 179. We are almost at the end of 2020. And we're not going to say anything to jinx it like, surely 2021 will be better because that way lies doom. No, I'm, I'm laying in extra cans of things and testing the generator, and, you know... All we can do is beg 2021 to go easy on us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another year? Anyway, uh, so that's, you know, I mean, and it's, it's the slow time at work. One of the things about the winter holiday season is that things just slow down. A lot of people are taking their end of calendar year vacations. Like they have vacation time that they're going to lose, so they, they've got use it or lose it time, so they're using it. Do you have any use it or lose it? I do not. Okay. Uh, I might, if depending on our travel schedule next year, if we have a travel schedule next year, I very well might next year. Uh, Tiny Orange, don't swat my microphone. But it's there. And it's, yeah, keep keep the microphone pack with you because if she knocks it off the table and it falls, it's going to drag your head down with it. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Eh. So, hello, orange cat. Uh, so, but yeah, no, I, I don't this year. This is the, actually the first year in, since 2008. The first year since we got together and I started dragging you to hell and back again. Some was dragging. Some was me glomming onto you going, how dare you go without me? Um, I, I but, occasionally went without you because you didn't have time or yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. and someday uh, you'll forgive me for all the times I didn't take you to New Orleans. There, there was like twice you went to New Orleans without me. So yes. you owe me two trips to New Orleans. I've taken you to New Orleans once already, twice. Yes. So you've been a grand total of four times and I've been twice. I can't like un-go. No. Even if I take you again, you'll have only gone three times to my five. See? So we just have to keep going until I catch up. That's not... Uh, that math is against that. What? Me catching up? 
Yeah, if we both go together, I will always have gone more than you. That is a risk I'm willing to take. I did what? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm going to have a vacation balance going into next year, and we'll see how much of that remains if and or when travel restarts in 2021. Indeed. So uh, otherwise, I'm just writing documentation, and I'm writing documentation for a very, very complicated piece of software that needs to be understood not very complicated. And so I am, yeah, working it. Everything stops in publishing yeah. uh, at the end of December. And oh, yeah. honestly, most of December is just a wash. Uh, so I'm, I was like, maybe I don't have to work on stuff. And then I laughed because yeah. what, what foolishness is that? And then I laughed. But I did, uh, I, I made myself a deal that I would only work on personal projects this week, by which we mean stuff I will ultimately self-publish. So, uh, But you're not being paid directly or immediately for completion. Right. There's, there's no... Will you go see what Hound has gotten into? I am convinced Hound has gotten into something. I don't think that Hound... Well, the nice thing about these microphones is I don't even have to stop talking, so you can keep talking yeah. while I do this. Uh so, yeah, uh, I'm just working on self-pub stuff, and on days when I go sit in a deer blind, I told myself I didn't have to do anything, but I still yeah, can't. Yeah, I mean, that. that's the way it should go, right? Also, Hound is not into anything. All right, I heard thumping and crashing, and then Yeah, I think there might have been a kitten involved. Okay. Can't trust Hound. Uh, no, we Hound can't. Is, Hound is a remarkably trustworthy dog in many regards. She will never snap at you. She will never offer violence to you. She will never offer violence to a cat. But if you leave anything remotely edible in a position where Hound can countersurf it, yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh my god. And and even even if it isn't food like, if it if it's in a bag that groceries normally come in. Oh, yes. She will just pull bags off the counter and eat the bags, the mailers, everything. So, you know, candles. Uh, she likes to steal Shepard's cigarettes. On one memorable occasion, she had stolen my high blood pressure pill, and I had to sit there and count them at where she had managed to get the lid off and open them to make sure she hadn't swallowed one. Yes. She had not. Yes, you worry us sometimes. Unfortunately, mm. you 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 always stop at like you you chew a, a cigarette and then you stop, and uh, just gets her fix. That's that's having consulted with the vet. You're you're too big for that to have a negative effect. But yeah. Anyway, uh, so I I sent in you know a I rough I spent evenings roughing out a, a graphic novel. Yeah proposal sent that in you know i'm i'm doing work but i'm not expecting to hear back from anyone until january on anything yeah and granted january is only a week away why did i just say those words <laughs> oh my god <laughs> ursula what have you done no you fool uh no, you I, fool i oh god january is only a week away easy um, now easy I, now you're uh, fine oh god i need to get that novella done Thank God I asked. You've for got time. Extra, I, I asked got... for two extra weeks. It's still early yet. Yes, but I asked for two extra weeks, and I am realizing go past me. That Very, was yes, that was yes. you go past you because like 
that was I needed those two extra weeks. Good. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, literally nothing exciting. I write. I I live. I play video games. I watch TV. I I put. I rough out comics. I read books. Occasionally, I sit in a deer blind where it's very cold and hope a deer walks in front of me. Very cold. Very cold. And then you come in and you're like, I am cold. And I'm like, I have to go to work. And you're like, no, you are warm. And then you suck all of the heat from like my radiant body. Uh, and then I'm cold. Uh, Unless this there's, is all true. Yeah. Honestly, yes. Yeah. I, I, I love you for more than your body heat, but I got to admit the body heat is definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, let's let's be factor. honest. It's payback. It is payback for all of those times. I'm like, oh hey, uh, just before I go to sleep. By the way, let me give you a hug and slide my cold hands under your, yeah, under the covers next to your blisteringly hot skin. And he's trying not to say he shoves his cold hands under my boobs, but let's face it, that's what he does. Because it's the warmest spot. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and then I squeal and yeah. And cursing noises with terrible curses and yeah. Mostly your terrible curses. It's a good thing you're cute. <laughs> yes. Well. Anyway. So yeah, we have not done anything terribly exciting, nor are we mm. doing anything terribly exciting. I, We're just hanging in there. I mean, I've got a four day weekend and I plan on using some of it to operate the smoker. Yes. You know, I, I have a ham that is Going to be thawing as soon as we're done recording so that I can put it in the smoker on Friday and let that just go. I have a Lego set to do, or two. So, you know, uh, I just plan on letting it go and relaxing. Oh, yeah, I've got to start on my 21 articles for opensource.com uh, for 2021, and so I might be procrastinating a little on those. But it is what it is. So... Yeah. yeah, but mostly it's just chill. It's it, this is this is that time of the year for a lot of us where it is just okay. We can work is not busy. You know, if you're in publishing, then nothing is going on. If you're a writer or an editor or generally, uh, and that's just where we're at. It's sort of chill. So we'll see if we've maintained that chill next week. This or week, if I'm screaming though, uncontrollably because I have a novella due. Yeah, I mean, either of those are possible. Have you read the novella yet? No, I have not. I've been a little busy. Don't give me that look. Send me. Have you sent me a, a more recent copy? Do I? Yes, I think you have the most recent. Okay. Or maybe there's a little more on it. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You have to read it. What if it shames my ancestors and I have to write a whole new novella in the next, like, two weeks? I'm... I'm Sure, it will be fine, but I will verify that. Okay. Writers, people, writers. Do do all of you do this in some yes. way, shape, or form? In fact, uh, uh, Mer's husband threatens to read in the car because otherwise, uh, oh. whenever he makes a noise or laughs, she's like, what was it? And and Kat Valenti's husband uh, says that basically... Uh, as soon as he makes any sound whatsoever, she's like, what was it? Tell me what it was. So it's not just me. So it's not just me. No, yeah. Yeah, having to leave the house to read these these things. Yes. 
And Matt Wallace's wife, the same thing, I think. Oh, my Only, goodness. I, I think she puts her foot down better and is like, you will leave the room. Yes, well, it's Nikki, and I am terrified of Nikki. We are all terrified. We're all terrified of Nikki. Yes. And if, if mostly because Matt is terrified of Nikki. Well, and, you know, yeah. all will love her in despair. <laughs> no, that's Hound. Oh, well, that too. That too. Thinking of the last time we saw Matt. Yes. Which was uh, at a castle in Ohio. Yes. I believe that was the first time we saw Mickey, uh, Nikki in person, too. Yes. Uh, we met the lovely Anna Creech. And Anna is our guest this week. Woohoo! You will remember Anna particularly for her comment about if this is what straight women have to go through. Oh, I'm yeah. very glad. Yeah. 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 Gold star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get to that. <laughs> Right after this. Today, I am here with Anna, and Anna has graciously uh, offered and agreed to be on the show and talk about how she stays productive. So, Anna, what what, what do you do? And, and uh, uh, introduce yourself, please. Sure thing. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> um, I am uh, the head of resource acquisition and delivery at a small, medium-sized private university in Virginia. Um, okay. And what that means is um, I'm in charge of the department that buys all the things for the library, um, collection-wise. So okay. not office paper, but yes, books, yes, databases, and journal subscriptions and everything like that. Um, when, I, when I started working there, I was just handling all of the electronic content. Okay. And then through a series of uh, reorganizations over the last mm -hmm. 13 years, um, I became the head of acquisitions, in addition to still being the person that handles all the e-resources. So um, they just keep adding to it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and that, I guess that's that may be the nice thing is that it's it's there's always something I guess interesting to look into acquiring, as it were. Yeah, and and the the yeah. the. The kinds of things, the, particularly in the electronic world, the, the kinds of mm -hmm. content that we are we are purchasing um, has evolved mm -hmm. over time. Um, we're we're, we're uh, licensing um, one year and mm -hmm. sometimes three year um, video files, basically, uh, for wow. movies and documentaries. Um, that was something that I hadn't really worked with before. Um, and uh, sometimes we'll purchase data sets. Sometimes we'll purchase large image collections. Um, so different different kinds of things than than what they talked about when I was in library school 20 years ago. So, <laughs> yep. And then in my wow. spare time, I'm also the music director for a community radio station here in town, um, Low Power FM. So not a huge broadcast range, but we are also online and um, mm -hmm. get a fair number of listeners that way too. 
Um, and that's basically just being a librarian, but for a radio station. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get all of the music that comes in and organize it and file it away and make sure people know that it's there and that they can find it. So a lot, a lot of metadata cleanup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, and, and I think too, when I was an on-air radio person, right at what was the, the tail end of the analog era and the, like the front edges of the digital era. So, uh, I remember like, yes, I was the person who, you know, I had to find a disc. I had to order playlists like the old fashioned way by putting them, the records in a bin in order that I could then pull in that order. And, you know, a lot of the, the decision-making around that or cartridges, or, you know, we had uh, cassette tapes, even, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then I would go visit a friend who worked for the big name radio station in the area. And there were, you know, just, servers of discs and it was all digital content and um it was you know but they had the money for that um whereas now uh, as i understand it you know pretty much everything has gone digital and there's very little of i'm going to put the record on the turntable and cue it just right and all of that a lot of that's uh, uh very different in the digital age it makes custom mixes and DJing a lot more interesting when you want to do like fun crossfades, but, but anyway, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. We also, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of different formats that will get played on, on our mm -hmm. station. Uh, we have a lot of folks who are very much vinyl focused, so mm -hmm. we still have a couple turntables. We have a couple of cassette deck players as well for like that middle old school and um, yeah. CD players still. Uh, but then, mm -hmm. Um, we've got some CD players where you can plug in a flash drive and use them right. as though they are two different disc sets. So you can do that crossfading pretty easily that way. And then some inputs for um, people who bring in their laptop and play off of that and a couple computers. So there are lots of options in the studio right now um, for any kind of format that people want to oh, play. Yeah. I think the only one that has probably gone now that I had to deal with that uh, no one really uses anymore is the cartridges, which were, yeah. I think, essentially like single loop, single song loop, eight tracks. Like those are gone. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and good riddance. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> God, they were a pain to edit. Yeah. This like with the, you had to bring it out you had to actually use the little uh, uh, anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like old school editing with a razor blade and scotch tape. Yeah. Literal cut and paste. <laughs> yes. Literal cut and paste. So how do you keep all that organized? I mean, um, I, do you have like two or one organization system or three or ten? I have, or... I have a variety of things depending on what it is. <laughs> okay. So for my library stuff, most okay. of the, the things that end up on my to-do list come in the form of an email. Um, okay. Or I'll create a task um, in Outlook um, for something I just need to remind myself to follow up on. Um, so I I, uh, I was a big fan of Lifehacker back in the day when it was actually still useful. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I got from that a long time ago was a system of um, – we're kind of jumping forward to the systems and habits, but yeah. basically using Outlook um, search and flags, email flags, um, mm -hmm. uh, to create kind of a, a, a different inbox that's basically just the things I need to work on today. Um, or things that need a response from me by today. Um, and that helps me uh, 
find uh, an inbox zero without literally just getting down to inbox zero every day. It's right. a it's a it's a it's a more functional inbox zero, I think. Functional inbox zero, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah. I have a lot of spreadsheets, a ton of spreadsheets <laughs> for various different things because I'm working with a lot of different data and kind of keeping mm -hmm. track of a lot of different data. So I've got a massive spreadsheet of all of our electronic content uh, with renewal dates and mm -hmm. um, a history of pricing um, that is very useful for making decisions about those things and then also mm -hmm. kind of planning out budgeting on, into the future um, on mm -hmm. those things as well. Um, and uh, spreadsheets of, you know, lists of content of various things here and there. So it's, um, it's, a, it, I use spreadsheets a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> on my desktop, um, I use an app called Stardock Fences. And basically okay. you can create a little, 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 like, shaded areas where you can hold files or shortcuts to files, um, in an organized fashion. You can label them. You can move them around. You can resize them. You could make you could make it just be um, like a portal to a folder that you have somewhere else. But I find that really mm -hmm. useful for keeping track of the things that are kind of ongoing or stuff that I use regularly mm -hmm. um, or projects that I'm working on um, to kind of keep that organized a little bit more than just a bunch of icons on my desktop that drives me crazy. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> and if it's buried too much in my folders, I won't remember that I need to do something with it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really helpful there. Um, and that's mostly, well, and then also there's a tool called Zotero. Um, it's a bibliographic management system. All of the librarians out there are probably yelling at me about it at this point. Um, but I use that for one project in particular with my job of keeping track of all of the publications that our faculty have published over the past year. Um, we do a, okay. a reception for them in the spring honoring all of their scholarly works. So that's a really useful tool for keeping track of all of that stuff. Okay. Um, if you're doing anything that you are uh, recording um, citations or bibliographies, um, Zotero is a free thing that's got a plugin for your browser. You can nice. just capture all the data from wherever you're at. So it's wonderful. Um, that's most of the stuff that I use, like the, the way I organize myself in the librarian day job. And then for the radio station stuff, um, I, because of because of you, I started using Todoist, um, oh. and mostly because I needed something that would have reoccurring tasks. Because I have yes. basically the same general things that I have to do every week for it, mm -hmm. and um, and this kind of helped me. Like I, I was doing pretty good with just keeping it all in my head, but then I started falling behind on getting it done every week, and it was helpful to have those dates of oh, this was the last week I was able to complete that task, and so right. I know where I am in the process. Um, and then just kind of having something I can check off every week makes me feel like I really accomplished something. So it's useful for that. Right. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all of the the ways that I keep myself organized. And and as to do just the radio station, or do you have like yeah, just the radio station right now. Just the radio station. Uh, so that there's a gap here that I'm noticing. Yeah. And that gap is, what do you do about the stuff that's not library work or radio station? Because I know there's got to be stuff in there. Yeah, um, so I've been doing a fitness challenge for the last few years. Um, right. It started in 2018, where I was trying to do 218 workouts in the year. Mm -hmm. And then last year it was 219. This year it's 220. And um, I... I was just kind of posting in the Facebook group as kind of to keep track of where I was with it. And I, and I saw somebody share something that I thought was a really cool way of doing it. So um, there's this lovely little small monthly planner 
literally um, says small monthly, small monthly planner. planner. On the cover. Yeah. <laughs> and it has like if you if you look at a blank page, it just has like Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. at the top, and then five rows. Um, and a blank column. So if you wanted to do something with that blank column, you can. Um, and I've just started writing in. Um, I'll put in like uh, at the bottom of the block how, what my step count was for the day. And then mm-hmm. in the top of the block, I have the number of workout and then what right. it was that I did. And so it kind of gives me this visual like, mm-hmm. oh, I accomplished mm-hmm. something and keeping track of where I'm at. I'm uh, I'm at uh, around uh, 246 now. So doing well for the year this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, yeah. And what about and, like appointments for like dental work or? Oh, everything tasks? goes on my Outlook calendar. All, Outlook all, calendar, all okay. of my stuff, uh, work and personal, goes on the same calendar. And I, I color code things so I know when I'm looking at it in Outlook what it is. Um, and that all syncs to my phone calendar too. Uh, I. I do really like that about that's one of the, my favorite things about Outlook that doesn't seem to carry over to a lot of other things is that you can color code individual appointments sort of in in categories or tags or however however you want to want to call it mm-hmm. um, and like I feel like that's something that's sort of in Google Calendar but not quite or Apple Calendar but like Outlook Calendar has. If if there's one thing I really like about Outlook, and there's a lot to hate about Outlook, um, especially since most corporate places rely on Exchange, and Exchange is a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, but like, there's there's been a lot of thought and a lot of history into how you use Outlook and how it works for presenting email or presenting calendars and things like that. That much like Word, there's all this power, and if you're using a lot of it, great. And if you're using one or two things, it's still great. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but yeah, I still have that knee-jerk, oh god, Outlook, that means I have to deal with Exchange, and that's not true anymore. Yeah. Really yeah. not true anymore. Yeah, so. I've never had to deal with Exchange, like I've never had to manage like any of the back end of making Outlook work. I've just been <laughs> able to use the front end, and it's it's probably the best tool I use for my job just because so much, like I said, so much of my work comes in the form of an email and uh, being able to flag it for a later date uh, or whatever it is that I might need Mm -hmm. to do with it just really helps me with the workflow um, better than, I mean, I use Gmail for my personal stuff and that's probably why people don't hear back from me because it just, it goes into a void. So um, I, I, I think that, um, there's a there's a there's a lot to be said for it, and I know there are a lot of people who hate it, but for me, it's one of the best tools out there. And uh, for for those of you, by the way, at at home who are like, oh my god, you know, you might want to tune this out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> one of the things I've found really nice about the most recent versions of Outlook, um, pretty much since Balmer left the company, um, things that aren't Windows are no longer second-class citizens. Mm. So, like, Outlook for iPhone, Outlook for Android, Outlook for Mac. Um, still don't have an Outlook for Windows, but, you know, say la vie. Like, Windows is the flagship, but everything else still works and works well. Not like in mm. the, you know, in the... As much as five, six years ago, when it was like, 
Outlook, there was Outlook for Mac was this program called Entourage, and it sort of worked, and it was kind of ugly um, because they were trying to windowify Macs, the Mac version, and like this new like. The last couple of versions uh, have just been like, no, we're we're thinking about the platform we're designing it on, so it looks and feels like Outlook, but it does all the Android things, or it does all the iPhone things, or it does the Mac things, instead of saying, it must work like it does on Windows, exactly keystroke for keystroke. And that's actually been kind of nice about it. I it, it really is a good, strong program. Um, and yes, on my Macs, when I'm using Outlook, it's linking to, to Google. I'm not using like the Office 365 or Exchange stuff. It works. Mm. It's been hmm. amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, you might want to check to see if you can do that because I know I did it when I had a Windows box for a couple jobs ago. It was a little clunky, but I think it got better. So, for me, I, I work better if I have a separation between my personal email right. and my work email. So, for now, it works fine for me the way it is. But it's good to know that the Mac version is better than it was before. I've primarily been a Windows user in my workplace right. because um, our previous library system was Windows only uh, for oh, the, yeah. the back-end client until basically June 24th this year I was using that. So <laughs> wow. we migrated yeah. to a new system that is all web browser-based, so right. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So now it's about what version of Chrome you have versus what version of Windows. or Right, yeah. 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 Um, groovy. Mm -hmm. And that does really roll into, because you touched on it already, what, what systems and habits are valuable. And I really want to hear more about uh, the Lifehacker thing, because when Lifehacker was still really useful, mm -hmm. right, um, I was looking at it more for methodology and not specific implementations, because I was working for Red Hat at the time, and using a Windows-specific tool was not going to happen. Right, right. Um, and that, that sort of carried forward um, as Lifehacker, uh, God, that just burns. The way Lifehacker went from this really useful, really interesting discussion of how to uh, follow through with things, how to do things, uh, how the systems, how to work within the systems to yet another Gawker Media piece of crap. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, occasionally I'll look at it, but it's, it's too, too disappointing now to, to, to spend much time on it. But the, yeah. the, the, the system that, um, I, I'd read about in it years ago mm -hmm. with Outlook specifically, um, is, uh, you, you set up a search folder that looks for anything flagged for today or that's overdue. Mm -hmm. And every email that you need to do something with, you flag it with a due date. So either today you're going to get to it right away um, or, uh, you know, if it's something where and I don't need to do it right now, but I'll probably need to get it done sometime this week. I'll, I'll bump it all to Friday because Fridays are usually pretty quiet for me. Yeah. Um, and um, it's then I'm basically once I've gone through and triaged my inbox in the morning, mm -hmm. um, I will go and look at my work, you know, to do inbox, basically mm -hmm. all of the things that are due today um, or are overdue. And right. that helps me uh, stay on top of of everything because I, I, you know, it, most of the time my inbox is well below the fold, and mm -hmm. that I was finding that when I was trying to just kind of sort through it as is, leaving everything in that needed a response, um, I was missing things that were important. And by flagging the due date and having that search folder, um, it it helps me um, 
stay on top of it. And then once I'm done with the thing, I just mark it, mark it complete and then periodically go through and delete all of the complete stuff. Or if I need to file that email away, I'll put it in a folder. I, I use right. um, my Outlook folders as my brain um, mm-hmm. to remember like all of the things of like, we looked at this product before. What did we decide about it? Or um, this this problem's come up before. What did I do then? And uh, yeah, yeah. I my my computer died this past spring in the midst of all of the COVID stuff. And um, oh lord, yeah. <laughs> I had to get a. I think I, I had. They ended up giving me a new hard drive in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I lost my past 13 years of Outlook archive. So okay, yeah. So my brain is is less smart than it was before because I can't go back and look at that, you know, oh, yes, this this librarian has asked me the same question five times already. Here's what I told her the last time. Um, So I'm 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 missing that at times, but hopefully it won't uh, it won't bite me too hard. And. Yeah, so, uh, folks, this is your reminder. Set up a backup like a personal backup policy. Um, because you know, we, I, I know I myself have become really dependent on it's a cloud service or it's mm-hmm. a server that I don't manage. So if something happens or goes wrong, it is somebody else's problem to recover. And then maybe some, it does become somebody else's problem and they're like, here you go. We fixed the surface. Uh, all your stuffs, you know, we did our best to recover what we could, but there was data loss. And you're like, oh, crap. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really important to take that time to have a backup. I do have some like I have archives for like emails that go back 13, 14 years, the beginning of my G, my original Gmail account and stuff like that. And then I have the Gmail account I use now, and I just, I just said, okay, if I try to use anything but the web interface now, it takes an hour for it to synchronize all the emails, <laughs> because like my all mail folder, and yes, I know you can turn off your all mail folder to other applications, but you know it was like 147,000 messages because it happened. Mm. So I just said, pardon this, fuck it. And like deleted all this stuff because I know I've got backups of it somewhere else. They might be hard to find, but I know they're there if I need mm. them. Well, right. when when my my former hard drive was failing, um, mm-hmm. I I knew that this was probably going to happen, and so I had right. tried to move that folder file, whatever it is, um, to because mm-hmm. uh, it's not really a folder. I guess it's more of a file, archive file. Um, yeah. to, to our, our, our university managed box drive. Mm-hmm. And I put almost all of my content is on our box drive. I'm just got anything on my desktop. It's basically just a shortcut to it. Uh, because in part, because my computer was flaking out so much last spring, I wanted yeah, to make yeah. sure I had access to it from the loner laptop as well. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I tried redirecting it to look there to store the content and I thought I was mm-hmm. successful with it, but I was not. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, it's gone. They, both both the Mac and the Windows Outlook have a very specific, okay, do you want me to archive things? Do you want me to archive them automatically? When I archive or back them up automatically, where do you want me to put them? But you kind of have to go through a bunch of explicit steps, and it has mm-hmm. bitten me in the butt before, so mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's always that... Uh, 
two jobs ago when I was using Outlook, there was always that uh, that notice like every couple months from IT, you are using too much email space, and if you don't clean it out, you're going to run out, and then everybody's sad, and we will have to delete it for you. So... <laughs> I, I got that once, um, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was able to convince them that I, they should expand the amount of storage I have. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah, because we're all used to we're all used to the Google Mail thing, where it's just like archive yeah. it. And um, hold on, let me. Well, let and me I, just I don't more. save everything. I just save the important stuff, and there is a lot of important stuff. So there's that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But even then, just like um, I have a. Uh, uh, Google apps for my domain, Google, whatever they're calling it this week. So, you know, it's like, yes, I have 130 gig of storage space just for my personal mail for like five bucks a month. So delete. No, my favorite button is archive. Just hit archive, (laughs) get it. You know, it goes out of my inbox. And if I need to find it later, I have all this search power, but like people forget that there's real storage behind this other places. Yeah. Yeah. And that storage costs money. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So uh, this is almost because I remember vividly um, life hackers where I, I discovered David Allen's getting things done. And everybody was so excited to be implementing, getting things done, um, mm-hmm. whether it was paper or digital. And so there's, there's a lot of that in this, like the, I can see the bones of it in this, this method. Um so what other systems and, and habits are valuable or help you get there? Um, I think I've covered most of that. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything else specifically right now. Um, just, ah. Kind of keeping keeping track of like what I need to do, making sure it's in front of me mm-hmm. in some fashion or another. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It, and yeah, it's really that's if it isn't in front of you, if it can't remind you or ding you or isn't right there, you're gonna forget. I don't care who you know. I'm I'm managing too many things right now to be honest, and I, I'm down yeah. an employee, so I'm I'm oh. doing I'm doing the old job I had plus the new job I had plus this other job, so. It's um, it's a lot to juggle at one time. Yeah, yeah. And then if if somebody's out at the community radio station, do you fill in, or do they just not have a show that week or day? Um, or we day? have like three hundred some volunteers, and oh, wow. um, I think okay. forty or fifty on air folks. So everybody does a two hour shift for their show. Um, and I don't, I don't have, I, I did have a show for a long time. I, I stopped doing my show in early March, not because of COVID, but because I was burnt out and right. uh, I needed some extra right, right, right. time. And so, um, yeah, we just get, we have a lot of people, a lot of volunteers that can fill in for stuff. We've, we've, mm-hmm. um, set up a system so people can broadcast remotely, um, from okay. their home yeah. now and, or pre-record. And we've got a system to play that, um, I wasn't involved with the setup of that, but <laughs> watched it happening. Um, right. So I can do pretty much everything remotely at this point too. Um, I, I'm, I'm downloading files and sending it off to the server to the station, sending out emails to folks saying, "Hey, this is new. This is here, and this is what I recommend." Um, that sort of thing. So, um, as far as like the broadcast, uh, nothing stops us, <laughs> right? <laughs> except okay. for yeah. except for somebody not showing up, and then we we have a, a dead air detector that will kick in and start playing music. Okay, nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The dead air detector that will... God, how I could have used that when I was... But yeah. 
Yeah, that I spent was, a long time yeah. putting together the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, no. eight hours long. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I could have really used that, and then I realized that in 1990, when I was doing on-air stuff, that it would have just yeah, no, crazy to yeah. set up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, and and now I think back to that whole. Did you were you like me and watch WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh yes, I grew yeah. up in Ohio, so like it was like oh. right in my backyard, you know. Right, 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 right. So there was that one episode where the the like radio station wanted to hire Venus away to basically record things for their giant playback machine to schedule just his voiceovers, and they were gonna, you know, and that's what they wanted him. To, and he was just like, nah. And I I I looked at it and said. When I was finally an on-air person, I was like, oh, I would kind of love one of those. And <laughs> then maybe I wouldn't like one of those. And now I'm like, I could do both. And it's just this freeing thing. Yeah. Um, so many live streamers. Yeah. So many live streamers. Um, <laughs> he says, glancing over his shoulder at the thing that should be displaying his chicken cam and isn't quite doing it right right now. So anyway. Um, the chicken cam is fine. It's just that the display behind me isn't actually showing it the way it's uh, supposed to. I yeah. see. I see. <laughs> I keep tabs. I keep tabs. Um, right. Okay. So all that. Um, what does a typical day look like? Um, so for the library, um, okay. I'll start off by looking through all of the new email that came in, um, mm-hmm. and flagging things. And then um, I put on my electronic resources hat and right. go look for things that need troubleshooting. So a broken link or um, it's not it's not working as expected or this should be there, but it isn't there um, kinds of things. Because right. um, those are much more um, uh, immediate user need oriented. Um, mm-hmm. Then I put on my acquisitions hat and I... Uh, get all of the invoices together that need to get paid and make sure those are paid and then follow through all of the various steps and process of recording that information in our system, recording that information in the university system, making sure that the files get loaded in the right places, et cetera, following it all the way through until we can say, yes, this is mm-hmm. the vendor has the money. So That's the important uh, part. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, and then I look at anything somebody else is waiting on from me. Um, I try to get mm-hmm. back to folks as quickly as I can because I know what it's like to be sitting on the other end, um, can't, not able to move forward because I'm waiting for a response from someone. So I try to focus on those mm-hmm. things next. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> and then if there's any time left at the end of the day, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I look at I look at projects that have um, upcoming deadlines. Um, so there's. There's a lot of stuff that's like day-to-day needs to be taken care of day-to-day in my job. And then there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that's like, I could not finish this in a day. I'm going to be working on this for a while, pulling together um, reports or um, data from various sources and compiling it. Or um, we because we just migrated our system, I'm going through and cleaning things up because the new system allows me to actually yep. see all of the stuff that needs to be cleaned up um, that the old system didn't. Um, so stuff like that, um, if, if it's, if it's something that I need to do right away, that's what I'll focus on next. And if all of that's mm-hmm. taken care of, then I start focusing on the things that, um, uh, will, will take a lot longer and don't really have a, an upcoming deadline. Like, so. uh, I don't know, like the next budget cycle. Right. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And every every academic I know just heard the next the budget cycle and I think cringed. Yeah, right? yeah. We're we're basically um looking at all of our stuff and figuring out what we're gonna have to cut for the next budget cycle, basically at this point. Yeah. And we're yeah. anticipating ongoing cuts to to the budgets for a while now mm-hmm. in higher ed. Yeah, and I guess that's where something like a three year commitment can be nice. Yes, it may be more money up front, but that means uh, often it means it costs less over the course of three years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or you know, if I can if I can negotiate where we're not paying it all up front, but we have a mm-hmm. set cost that we're paying, you know, for the next three years, that's that's also really helpful. Right. But we, and then you, we, we're committed to that though at that point. So like, yeah, there's contractual yeah. obligations that are mm-hmm. maybe. It depends on what kind of a discount we're going to get if we do that before we'll go that route at this point. Right, but there's but there's also the argument of uh, no, the the university signed a contract with these people to do this, so you can't. There is like a a a low watermark you can't go below on the budget that they're going to try to. I mean, I understand oh, yeah. this from corporate budgeting that you're going to give them a number, and if you say this is the absolute minimum, they're going to be like, no, this is the absolute minimum, and. <laughs> Yeah, we. I don't think that our budget people at the university really understand library resources and our contracts very well. Um, right. We they they this past spring, um, as we were trying to plan for the this current um, fiscal mm-hmm. year cycle, um, they asked us to go through all of our contracts that were over fifty thousand a year and mm-hmm. um, consider not renewing them or renegotiating lower prices. And I looked at that and laughed and I thought. This is that's yeah. like but so so contracts for us that are over fifty thousand a year. We're talking about um, the Web of Science, which is a massive index mm-hmm. for all of the sciences and including social sciences and humanities too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that is like a core resource. We're talking about all of the the journal publications from Elsevier, one of the major yeah. science publishers. We're we're talking about all of the journal publications from Wiley. <laughs> From Sage, oh, from t- yeah. <laughs> from um, Springer Nature, like these are big things, and the contracts we have, yes, they're expensive, but they were negotiated to be the most cost-effective we could make them. Right. I can't go back to this pu- this publisher and say, "Yeah, sorry, my university doesn't think that uh, that you're <laughs> you're worth the money." So uh, you're going to have to give it to us for a lot less. They're not going to say yes. No, they're they're going to laugh at me. No. Yeah, and we're we're, yeah. we're not that big. <laughs> and the and the flip side of, of that is, of course, then there's also an expectation from the departments that use those resources. Like, okay, I don't know how your funding works, right? I know that, like in <coughs> IT, right? The way our funding would work is there's sort of like this lump of budgeting that's given to IT, and then everybody expects to have to be able to pull, like, whether they need a laptop or whatever. That's coming out of IT's budget, not necessarily our departmental budget. Or the email right. servers are coming out of IT's budget. And there was a big move, um, and I, it's ongoing, for a lot of the big companies to change it so that instead of everybody just sort of pulling from this nebulous IT budget that only IT seems to understand, to... One, make it more transparent. This is what IT is spending your money on. This is who is using it and how much it's actually costing for them. And, oh, by the way, either they need to transfer some of their budget to us to cover it, 
or you need to talk to them about using less because it's hurting our budget, right? Um, the whole chargeback sort of idea yeah. where it's all imaginary money internally. Right, right. But it, it makes it a lot easier to do planning things like, okay, finance, instead of saying finance has to is going to hire five people, which means we need to budget for five new laptops, finance has to budget for five new laptops, or legal mm. has to budget for it kind of thing. Um, and that flows very naturally into things like Amazon Web Services is expensive. In the grand scheme of things, it's kind of easy. Kind of easy if you're in my field. Uh, <laughs> terrible if you're if sometimes it's terrible it's terrible in my field too but I'm, I'm not gonna lie but the whole idea then is that i can say yeah um the social sciences department is using this resource and it's costing us a lot of money and if you're saying we need to reduce the cost and and they still want to reuse the resource maybe social sciences should be paying for it paying for at least to to make up that gap meanwhile social sciences i'm sure is also getting hit with the same budget stuff so. Yeah, most mm -hmm. most of the academic departments don't have funding for that sort of thing because the right. funding's been centralized in the library for so long. So yeah. you know, we we do we 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 don't have funds that are specifically designated for different folks, but we do have particular parts of the collection that are support different programs right. more than others. Right. So we try to keep a balance in that if we can. It's it mm -hmm. gets really tricky politically if you if the library mm -hmm. were to say, well, so and so needs to pay for this instead. Um, I could see if it was something like we 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 partnered with a couple of faculty this past year um, mm -hmm. to acquire um, some data sets that they needed for their research, but they had funds mm -hmm. that they could use towards that. Right. And it wasn't something that was going to be available to everybody on campus. So in that mm -hmm. instance, yes, we'll 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 not charge back, but necessarily partner with them to do this stuff. So some otherwise, of, some of the just, grant funding comes to the library instead yeah, of yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Okay. It just um, it just gets really complicated um, when we when we when we start doing that stuff. And, you know, I, I think um, I think we were better off to just. Straight up tell faculty, hey, we had a budget cut. We're going to have to drop this resource. If you want it back, you're going to have to talk to the provost like yeah. <laughs> the provost is also our boss. So he can be the one that advocates for more funds for the things that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know. Um, yeah. No, make, yeah. make the person who's causing the pain feel the pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And faculty get listened to more than librarians do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. And there's a tendency on the part of people who aren't dealing with it to think of libraries as you buy a book and you have a book forever, and maybe you have to replace it when it wears out, not I have to pay a licensing fee to be able to use this image database for three years or five years yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's, and that you know that there's also been kind of a, an industry standard um particularly with journal publications mm -hmm. um the subscriptions increasing um 6 to 8% annually. I mean, right. How many industries do you have that happening and where the cost of the thing goes up that much every year like clockwork? Yeah. And I, you know, I realize there's new content being published every year, but like, is mm -hmm. the new content more expensive than the old content that we paid for the previous year? Like it just, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't flow very well with, uh, with inflation. So it's, it's definitely a sticking point for me. Yeah. I, I noticed that like some of the publications and they're not professional journals, they're not big research journals or whatever, mm -hmm. but every, like once a year or so they'll be like, Hey, 
you can buy a USB drive with our entire back catalog, and it's X amount of money. It doesn't seem to go up year to year, even though there's more content being added every year. Um, but, you know, that's also very different from how academics has always worked. Um, but if it were like, yes, I'm, if it, if it were like an expansion pack, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm just paying the, the, the extra I'm paying is only for the data I don't already have, mm-hmm. not the, oh, yeah, you just have to pay for the whole thing again plus the extra. Then it might be different, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a game add-on instead of uh, – a DLC instead of having to buy the whole game over again just to get the DLC. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have opinions. <laughs> I didn't realize I had these opinions. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So what about a non-work day? Um, <laughs> so a non-work, non-work days, um, I tend to, to, to spend uh, a good bit of my weekends doing the radio stuff then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be kind of, I, I start with um, organizing all of the new music that's come in. And then I'll focus on uh, compiling the weekly charts of top new albums played that I report to a service for non-commercial and college radio stations that keeps track of that. Um, And um, communicate all of that out to our, our volunteers so that they know that this stuff is there now. And it kind of like what I do first really just depends on where I am in that process at that point, that day. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And somewhere in there, do you schedule time for yourself? Breaks, games? I... <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I tend to keep myself pretty busy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been hard uh, during the pandemic um, because a lot of the things that I would do to fill the rest of my time, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've been singing in adult community choirs for 20 years or so. Um, yeah, 15, 20 years. And, um, we can't do that now. Like you, you it's like one of the worst, worst transmitters is to sing together. So like not doing that. Um, so, you know, that's, that's two or two or three rehearsals a week that I'm not involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I play softball and we've managed to have a bit of a season this year, which I didn't expect right. at all. Started late June, early July. And we've been playing into the fall. Um, so that's a couple mm-hmm. nights a week. I get to do fun, some fun stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I take walks, um, taking mm-hmm. lots of walks because I'm not going to my gym. Otherwise I would yep. be going to my gym and doing a lot more weightlifting. Um, I did, mm-hmm. um, I did install a TRX, um, strap in my ceiling. So bolted that in, so I can do some stuff from home. <laughs> um, nice. but, uh, but it's very limited compared to what you could do at a gym. And I miss that a yeah. lot. Um, and, um, I, 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 I had a girlfriend, <laughs> Um, until until about two weeks ago, so that oh, uh, took up a lot of my time no, as so well. Sorry. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's okay. It's for the best. Um, yeah. for both of us, it's for the best. So I spend a lot of time. Um, I spend a lot of time with her, and um, I I used to have like uh, folks over for game night and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's it's hard to do stuff anymore that I would right. do. So. Um, I'm I'm now trying to figure out how to how to live <laughs> uh, when it's just me and what do I do with my time 
Yeah, yeah, because it was it was very full before, and uh, and then all of the stuff happened. So, yeah. Um, Just remember, you're not alone in that. You are absolutely not alone in that. Yeah, I I, yeah. I I I do. I I have I have a lot of online communities that I'm a part of that mm-hmm. have been really supportive and and great through all of this too. Um, yeah. I am bummed. I don't know, um, Kevin, if you were planning on going to um, Marcon this year, but I look forward to that every year. It's one of my favorite things to 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 go play games with a bunch of people all weekend in a in a castle in the middle of nowhere. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, we weren't we weren't going to go that this year. Because okay. we were going to New Zealand for Worldcon. Oh yeah, which we didn't get to do. Um, so and I, we we've only we've only been able to schedule out twice. So we were at the first one, the very very first one. Yep, yep, me too. And yeah, I haven't and missed then, one yet. So. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So and we were we were on. I think it was now. Was it last year's 2019s? We were at. Uh, or 2018s. Maybe. I I remember because um, no, because I finally got to meet. Sorry, folks, we're gonna do this. I really <laughs> I finally got to meet um, Matt's wife, Nikki. Nikki, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and been, she's so nice. So great. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, were you there when I gave? Really sorry, folks. When I gave um, Smar for those who are familiar dr john smart um the uh the salted licorice center candy no but that sounds wonderful um content warning folks this is why we put it on there ursula <laughs> described it as as when you get to the to the liquid center as salt vampire jizz flavored <laughs> that sounds familiar i think i probably heard about it <laughs> And there was this one woman who was there, and she had it, and it broke through, and she looked at at Ursula and said, I am a gold star lesbian. That was me. That was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I was standing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And if this is what straight women have to go through. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Now I remember you. Okay. folks really this is what this is what happens when we go out in the world that's why we spend a lot of time at home you know or when we go to something like um like the this uh private-ish sort of birthday con that our friends throw um a lot of the stories don't come out until later i forgot (laughs) all about that thank you yes yeah Uh, not as good as the look on his face when the durian candy hit though oh that's the he, he, yeah he he it was it's this beautiful sweet rice like sticky rice and durian candy and he's like oh this isn't so bad and you could see the moment the durian hit because he stood straight up and then I think he went around the ballroom of the castle twice <laughs> just like I have to walk this flavor off um God I miss uh, yeah I miss hanging out with John and Laura that is one yeah. I, I miss yeah. Yeah. And they're not on Twitter as much anymore. No. So, no. Okay, folks, sorry about that diversion. Let's... Um, tangent. Tangent, yes. That's okay. It's fun tangent. Yep. Um, yep. All the pieces are clicking now. All the pieces <laughs> are clicking now. Right. Uh, all right, so... 
that actually brings us to what is the best advice you would give someone or the best advice you've been given? I already know what it is for straight women. Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have uh, particularly good advice, um, but I have received um, some feedback that I, mm-hmm. I would pass along perhaps particularly to folks who are um, uh, communicating uh, in the American South. Um, I was told that my emails come across as terse and not particularly friendly, um, which uh, part of it I think is because I am female and therefore must be more nice in my uh, communications. Um, But then I think also part of it is because email to me is just a medium of communicating information and you don't have to treat it like you're stopping by somebody's desk and chatting with them about their kids and then finally asking the question that you need to ask. But around here, um, it, it, it was, it came across as I was mean or cranky or rude. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've learned is to incorporate some, uh, generic things in my messages that will soften that. So I include a greeting and the person's name and then launch into whatever it is, perhaps also with more words than I would have used otherwise. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then yeah. sign off on it. And um, I find that it's much more effective than when I would just send an email with a, Hey, what's going on with such and such, or can you do blah, blah, blah for me? And right. Um, you know, I don't mind receiving those emails. Um, it, mm-hmm. I feel like, again, this is just a medium of communicating with somebody when I can't talk mm-hmm. to them in person about a thing. But other people don't see it that way. So that is mm-hmm. that is the advice I would offer based on feedback that I have received. Uh, and a lot of it, a lot does vary by group, demographic, region. Oh, man, region so much. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and that can also extend to things like verbal or or or, or phone calls or something. Um, at my la- not my last job, but the job before it, uh, I my boss was in Jersey. Now I lived in New York and and had friends in New Jersey and continue to have friends in New Jersey for for a couple of years. So like he and I, house of fire. We knew exactly. I knew exactly what he meant, and that his terseness wasn't terseness or meanness or whatever it's that's how people in jersey people in new york people in the northeast are right meanwhile there was a lot of misunderstanding with the majority of the company which was based in seattle because the oh look it's the fedex truck on a sunday Um, (laughs) but you know that that jersey terseness and the frequent sprinkling in of obscenities does not carry over well to the Pacific Northwest, much more laid back. Oh, definitely not. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So, so know your audience, I think is where that rolls into. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So while the dog loses her shit over there, (laughs) um, and and she'll once the FedEx trucks leave, she'll calm down. This is why I put the warning on the shows. Animals may happen. Um, you know what? I'm gonna pause right now, and we're gonna we'll, we'll pick this up in a minute because okay. I think I gotta go to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go deal with it. 
I'm really surprised my cat has not started singing the song for people yet. She usually will come up to me and yell at me for a good bit of time as soon as I start talking to somebody on Zoom or whatever it is that we're using that day. And um, she's not done that yet. I think probably because she's already done the worst thing she could do today, which is um, take a shit on my bed, which, you know, she's an old lady. Things happen. But come on. It was literally 10 feet away from the litter box. But what can you do? Now she's sitting there like I'm not even talking about her. Yeah, so I had to go outside and make sure it was okay that they were delivering three batteries for Shepard's yurt. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the the solo setup over there. And the moment I stepped outside, the dog stopped. She's like, okay, the boss is taking care of it. So, (laughs) Um, okay, two questions left. All right. We have the, and I described them this way because this is what feedback has taught me. We have the easy but sad question. And we have the difficult but happy question. And we will end on a happy note. So the easy but sad question is, (laughs) um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, Not particularly well, to be honest. Um, I'm better at it now than I used to be, but it was really hard for me for a long time to, um, to to fail at things. Um, right. to take, to take responsibility for that failure. Um, you know, th- there's always reasons why a thing happens. It's not like I'm like necessarily, uh, intentionally failing at something. There's, there's always something that comes up, but recognizing that, mm-hmm. you know what, that's not an excuse that, that helps me move forward. Like if I can really step back and look at, okay, what caused this failure? How did I miss this goal? Um, then I can start to think on it for a while and eventually my brain will, will work out, okay, here's mm-hmm. a solution. Here's how, um, we can avoid this in the future. Here's a new system right. that will prevent this failure from happening. That's happened a few times in my work, um, where, mm-hmm. um, we've missed tracking, like actually in this migration cool. we've discovered, um, and in, in during the, 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 the whole COVID, like, campus being closed situation, we've discovered uh, a number of invoices that should have been paid last fiscal year that didn't get paid last fiscal year and so therefore are being paid this fiscal year. And how will we make sure that doesn't happen again, (laughs) especially since this year comes with a cut that last year didn't and we had money left at the end of last year. We couldn't figure out why we had money left at the end of last year, probably because these invoices didn't get paid. So things like that where I'm, I'm, I'm then looking at it going, okay, so what happened in the workflow that caused this to break Mm -hmm. down? What can I do differently that would allow me to keep track of this in the future? And I've got a better system for it now. So um, when, when, when something doesn't work out, I usually kick myself for a while and then I tell myself to stop kicking myself. And then I figure out a solution to make sure that I don't have to be in that space again. Cool. No, um, from the not healthy to the healthy response. And yeah, no, I do the same thing. It's fine. Yeah. I think everybody every, does. Yeah. <laughs> just just that vision of of 
like you're whatever it is that happened, grabbing your hand and smacking you, going, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The happy one. But generally more difficult. Right. How not how derp. Um, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Um, I do. Um, I do celebrate my successes um, and mm-hmm. it kind of varies depending on what it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a humble brag tweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the before times, we often would celebrate things in the library with food, um, donuts in particular. Yeah. So like if I finish up a big project that took me a long time to get done and it was a real pain in the ass, I will go get a couple dozen donuts to share with my coworkers just to say, hey, this thing is done. And here, <clears throat> here are some carbs to celebrate. Um, yeah. most of the time, um, whatever it is that I feel like I need to celebrate as being a success, like I completed this thing, it's usually mm-hmm. because it's been this thing that's been hanging over for me for a while and just mm-hmm. weighing on me and I'm putting it off and I'm putting it off cause I'm really good at procrastinating. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a very productive procrastinator. I will do other things that need to be done, but not that thing. Um, and once I finally Mm -hmm. like get to it and get it done, the sense of Mm -hmm. relief that I have, um, of this thing that's been weighing on me for so long is definitely a, a celebration and reward in and of itself. As long as it's, you know, I, I, I know several people who the, the, the reward for finishing a big piece of work is an even bigger piece of work. So I've been trying to avoid that one myself. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Groovy. Cool. Um, all right. That's everything. Yeah. That is, that is everything. Well, we've had, and we've had some exciting tangents. So uh, <laughs> is there anything, is there anything you want to share with everybody who's listening out there? Oh, uh, No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brain is not, uh, is not, it's not bringing up anything right now. It's fine. But thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where can we find you or your library or your radio station online? Sure. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I tweet at my full name, Anna Creech, your E-E-C-H. Um, and it is about all sorts of stuff. Um, I am, I am not, uh, tweeting in a professional context, except for perhaps if I'm at a conference and then I might be tweeting about the things that are happening at the conference. Um, I tweet a lot about baseball because baseball is one of my other obsessions, um, <laughs> particularly the Cardinals. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and the athletics, I, I decided I needed an American league team too. Um, and, um, and then anything that might be going on that I feel like I want to tweet about. So don't follow me for, um, anything particularly inspiring, I would say. Um, Fair. and I, I have a blog that I haven't written in, in a long time, uh, eclecticlibrarian.net. Um, you can go look at, um, things that my younger self thought she was really clever about if you would like to, and also, uh, summaries of conference sessions I've attended. Um, my radio station is WRIR.org. Uh, Richmond Independent Radio is another way to remember the RIR. Okay, um, yeah. And you can stream anything that we are broadcasting live. You can also look at the archive and listen to 
all of the shows from the past couple weeks. We've got also an archive of all of the live performances from various bands that have come into this station over the years. Um, and that's pretty awesome, too. Uh, I got three different bands at some point to come in at seven, well, six 30 in the morning to start playing at 7 AM, uh, during our fun drives in years past. And uh, those are some really, really nice people. (laughs) So yeah, those are all the places. Did did you ever have ROG in? ROG? I don't know ROG. That's Guar without their makeup and masks. It's Guar. Oh, okay. Um, we've had Guar many, many times and I know various, Members of the band have come in and um, done mm-hmm. some interviews with folks. I don't know if they have performed like that. Yep. I have to look. Yeah, and, and I have to say this just because their name came up. Pour one out for Brocky. Pour yes. Pour one out for Brocky. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he's been, he was on very many, many times as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know um, the, the professor who may actually work for your university. I can't remember his name. The, his actual the professor name. used to be um, our, our um, loud music director, and he was there for a long time, early days for me. Yes. And now now he's Blothar. Okay. Uh, right? Yeah. The, the I guy, don't know. Because the guy who plays Blothar, PhD in music theory, all that stuff, um, he is at, at one of the universities in Richmond. Because, okay. Uh, before that, he was, I want to say before that, he was either... Ballsack the Mighty, or don't you love the names for Guar people? <laughs> or, uh, or no, not Ballsack, uh, Beefcake. Beefcake the okay. Mighty. Um, uh, he did this really interesting TEDx talk about <laughs> how the art and culture and music builds to to uh, to give it something unique to Richmond. And it's the first TEDx talk I've seen that starts with uh, what is essentially a live sacrifice on the stage. So, because of <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Wow. Um, you said Richmond, so I immediately went to one of, of my course. favorite things about yeah. Richmond. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, no, I'll link all that. Thank you so much. Sure thing, this yeah. Is, this has been fun. Um, yeah, and uh, for the people who at home who are listening and got to uh, hear some uh, old con stories, uh, we'll be right <laughs> back after, you know, this. I want to thank Anna for coming on the show. Uh, it was an absolute delight to catch up and to get the interview and all of that stuff. So, yeah, uh, our word for this week, because we talked about it and uh, our, our shared love and nostalgia for it, our uh, badge code for this week is WKRP. Not new WKRP, just WKRP. Are you singing the song in your head now? No, I never watched WKRP. Oh my god, we have to fix that. I know what we're watching after... No, I think... No, we did watch it. You made me watch it 
a while ago, and I recall it being funny. That's the one with the I thought turkeys could fly, right? That's just one episode. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. No. You, you've made me watch the show. Okay. And I thought it was funny, but the theme song does not stick in my head at all. Sticks in my head. I've, I was a uh, 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 was it news radio? Uh yes. Yeah. With, I, with Phil Hartman. With Phil Hartman, I think. Yes. Uh, oh, Phil Hartman. Anyway, uh, that's our badge code for this week, WKRP. And if you go to productivityalchemy.com, you click on badges. There's a how-to. There's a place where you can see your badges. And it will explain the whole deal, I hope. I mean, if it doesn't, write me, because I will fix it. Because that's what I do. And that's it for this week. For those of you... What? Uh, Ways to give us money. Charities. Oh, I was about to get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for those of you who want to support the show, we don't need money. We aren't accepting donations right now. We'd rather you give your money to someone else. I mean, if you give it to us on Patreon, there's nothing we can do about it, but that's still... We... I mean, it, it. I'm not like, oh, no's money, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled, but we, we don't need it. We're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing great. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I I don't actually have a a charity lined up this week. I do. You do. I, oh, I have all right. to find it. Uh, okay. Hang on. It's. Um, uh, do I need to make the Jeopardy music or elevator music or or just talk about the cats? Uh, I could talk about the chickens. I always talk about the chickens. I don't know why that's you know new. Um, you know, Daryl is reaching his final magnificent form. It is uh, pretty impressive. And Tater Tot is just Tater Totting around. I think I'm going to get her some friends. Some more bantams this year, uh, this coming year. So. All right, frogrescue.com. Okay. okay. This is the Honduras Amphibian Rescue and Conservation Center. Ooh. And uh, they're running a fundraiser right now, and this is basically a a frog-saving group. Uh, it's very small. Uh, they're try There's uh, a particular uh, national park in Honduras that's a biodiversity hotspot. It's a cloud forest. Oh. And uh, they're trying to stop the spread of kirtid fungus. Oh, no. Through it, which is in it, and they're trying to stop Kirtid fungus. Oh, my. Yeah. So uh, basically, they're... Um, they're uh, they collect young frogs before they dive the kirtid, uh, chytrid, whatever. They treat them, then reintroduce them back when they're healthy adults. And mm -hmm. uh, they have a captive breeding colony of the Ooh. species, even in the event of sudden extinction event. Uh, this is the kind of thing that, uh, you know, you, yeah. you, this is the on the ground grassroots, how we save species stuff. Uh, they are, they are as small on grassroots as it gets. Like literally they're running this out of a couple of shipping containers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're doing great work. So give them money. They're cool. They're cool. And you can find out uh, about that in the show notes at productivityalchemy.com. If you really want to buy me a coffee or, you know, add to our Patreon, that's also linked there. But we'd, we'd much rather you give it to the frogs. The frogs need it more than we do. Yep. And that's it. So for those of you who are celebrating holidays uh, the next week or so, I, I hope you have uh, a good holiday. For those of you who've already celebrated your holidays, I hope it, it was a good holiday. Uh, we're starting to batten down the hatches and gird our loins on the approaching doom that is 2021. We, we can do this. We, we will get through this. 
I'm not going to say we got through 2020 because we haven't yet, and that's just the sort of thing that would cause 2020 to drop an asteroid on us. But yeah. there is apparently only a week left in 2020. Holy shit. And we are, uh, believe me, uh, we're we're hiding under our respective virtual rocks with yes. our, yeah, just peeking out going, are we done yet? So that's it for this week. Uh, I hope you all have a good restful week uh, if you, like us, are having holiday shutdowns. And if you, like us, are spending your holiday home with your your isolation pod yes and uh, yes yeah stay home please yeah if if you're especially if you're in the u.s stay home do yes. not do not risk it if you're uh, in new zealand go wherever the hell you want yeah happy we new zealand should have gone to new zealand anyway that's it and we will talk to you in about a week in the meantime rest relax and and don't worry about staying productive damn straight